Doppelgangers and I first linked up when they were a five-man group known as Fab Nickel. Back in 2006, they'd sent me their project, Mark Our Words, which you can check on YouTube. I thought it sounded great, and they were the next hip-hop game demo of the month. When EP and Matter of Fact formed the Doppelgangers, I continued interviewing them about their projects, and even when I took a hiatus, which has happened a few times, I'd come back to discuss the latest Dot project because of how much I enjoyed their music. It's been about a year and a half since we last spoke for their Dot Pop album. Today, we're catching up before they head overseas to talk Beats as their fourth instrumental installment of Beats for Brothels dropped. The conversation with Ian Matt never follows the script, which is why interviewing these guys is always a blast. Make sure you hit the links to support the music, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and read the books. Caught my latest books too, including Words 4, which features some of my best interviews from my archive, and the Chopped Herring interviews, which uncover some amazing stories from back in the day through interviews with Kurt Cazell, Mr. Voodoo, Finster, Q Unique, J Zone, and Master Ace. Doppelgangers, man, thanks for joining us tonight, man. First things first, you know, just got to get this out of the way. You guys do have the official cloaks coming soon, right? The cloaks, yes. It, yeah, we, we kind of made, like, we alluded to it saying that it is going to come out with our next album that we dropped called Black Cloak Lifestyle, which is looking like it'll come out in 2020. But nothing's, like, concrete, concrete, but as far as the dates go, but a cloak will accompany that album no question and these are like official cloaks made like not the not like homemade ones or anything like you you guys went the official route on these from what i understand but half half of the batch will be homemade and then the other other batch will be uh you know we'll see how all the homemade ones no yeah it's gonna it's gonna be official man yeah it's gonna be it's gonna have nice touches of embroidery on it things like that and just like we're not gonna like overdo it definitely want to keep it nice and minimalist and like you know, all black, of course. But I think there's going to be some nice personalized touches, some like, G-pack touches on there. Like a cloak should be, man. I mean, you don't want a cloak to be too too overdone. Then it's not really a cloak anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, the statement is the cloak. You don't you don't need it to be. Uh, you don't need anything else on it. You know, try to make statement pieces out of. You know, you want it to be about the cloak. So just like little subtle hits, maybe a nice little hit on like the left chest or something like that, or maybe along the hood of it or something like that. Nothing too crazy. Keep it classy, you know? And when you guys say homemade, like, are you guys making these yourselves? Do you got somebody um, doing it? Like, how, like how, how are these being made? I'm, I'm curious now, because I just assumed that it was, like, a company doing it. But now now that you say homemade, oh, yeah, no, you no, got no, me I'll, curious. Yeah, was, no, yeah, I was joking about homemade. Yeah, oh, no, man. None of them are gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming through a factory. No question. It's, gonna, it's official tissue. So it's not you and Matt? Like, and... with a wish. Huh? So it's not Matt and E at some sewing machines. I mean, well, we could. I mean, shit, we could try it. Why could, not? Man. I mean, that, that that is technically what's happening right behind the scenes when you get it done through a factory or whatever. Somebody still has to sew it on. So yeah, shit, we might as well learn. I mean, what I've noticed too about the, the doppelganger gear is like, you guys have had some awesome hoodies and and shirts and and beanies and all sorts of gear, but like once it's gone, it's kind of gone. So it's like fans gotta kind of get it or it might not show up again yeah i mean we're, we're trying to trying to um have a solution to that now so yeah we've been uh working working our uh, merch game in a, in a different way you're trying to uh, like for for this next upcoming release we have gonna introduce some new uh, items that that uh, will have 
enough for everybody to get. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a big it's a big deal to us. To, we we want to see more sharks wearing yeah. wearing uh you know key pack gear. So we're gonna make it happen in like no lie, like a month and a half. No doubt, and you know you guys are getting ready to hit the road in about a week for a nice little international run you got. How do you guys prepare to get on the road? We just um we just start drinking Hennessy every night from now. You know what I mean? Start drinking Hennessy every every night from now, and then we start uh you know practicing our stroke game on uh like on on our mattresses on pillows on our mattresses and on pillows and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then um. You know, we just and, and then we just start eating. Uh, we start eating just fast food every day from now. Right. You know, like we just we just try to just make it a smooth transition right. into uh, a smooth transition into uh, malnourishment <laughs> and, and 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 brothel activity. Man, so how do you come off of off of that? I would imagine it's pretty hard to break those habits once you get it all. You know, it becomes normal. You know, you come back home. I mean, how do you how do you break out of that? It usually tastes like your mother to say, you came. Right. <laughs> you know, you say, this isn't the son I raised. My mom got to tell me, my mom, my mom got to look me in my eye and say, this isn't the son I raised. And then, and then, and then, and then it just hits home. Right? I, I gradually just, you know, I just, one fry, one French fry at a time, one one beer at a time, I just kind of wean my way, my way uh, off, of it, right. off of the lifestyle. And all of a sudden you guys are just back to, to E and Matt again. Yeah, but like you said, it's, it's, it's gonna, it takes, you know, it's like, what, take like a month or something like that. Yeah. Really kind of like ease your way back in. And it, it's, it's, it really starts with, like Matt says, though, like a loved one has to be like shockingly like disappointed in you. You know, <laughs> you've changed. And then it's like, that shit hits home. And then, you know, then that, that begins the, the rebuilding process. I mean, shame sometimes, you know, is a huge motivator, I guess, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how hard is it to really like to actually make decent choices on the road in terms of like getting the sleep you need getting like decent food that's not you know greasy fast food like how how hard is that well i think no lie like having like having your friend with you to kind of both of us to kind of you know, lean on each other for shit like that i think is, is super helpful man because I, I think if you just have Maybe somebody who's not as invested in, you know, just your well-being. I think it's, you know, somebody just be like, I don't give a shit. You want to go eat McDonald's? And you're like, yeah, go do whatever. But, like, you know, we'll, we'll ask each other. Like, you know, we make sure we stop. We always we, we keep water stocked 24-7. That's amazing. Yeah. And then we try to tell ourselves, like, if possible, like, we know that, you know, it's going to be a lot of kind of highway pit stops. We, we understand that, you know, it's going to be mostly fast food. If possible, we can try to hold out make it into town, you know, of course, time, you know, willing, you know, if, if it allows for, you know, that we can sit down and eat something that's a little more, you know, nutritious. But, like, our last run, we did a hell, I think we did a hell of a job. Like, we really, like, we, we tapped into it big time. Like, we did not, you know, it's easy for me to start being like, well, fuck, I'm just get start eating some snacks or some shit. And, yeah, we definitely, you know, we tried to watch it, man, make sure we are strictly drinking water. And, uh, oh, Pardon me, and uh, yeah, and just just monitoring the decisions we make. But uh, it's not easy, man. It's a lot of alcohol. It's a lot of just you know. Just sometimes you sometimes you know you're driving and and uh, you're hitting up. If you got six hours to the next city, you're gonna hit a rest stop. So yeah, you know you try to be a little more mindful of, of what you're eating, and then um, 
And the other thing too is late night climbing and get hungry. So oh yeah, you know, it's just, just little little techniques like you know you, you get you get a uh, nice a nice spread from the from the uh, at the venue. Just take some of that home to take some of that to the hotel. You get some cheeses, some bread, some fruits. You know, I mean, some uh, you know all kinds of stuff. So yeah, you try, you try to freak it a little bit and just uh, always got to get something good during the substantial during uh during the day. You know, and all and then also try to get something substantial from like the hotel breakfast right in the morning. So yeah, we just try to freak it and try to eat as as little BS as possible. So you know, try try to keep the the body. You know, we doing like five, six, seven shows back to back. You get a rundown. It, 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 your show game is whack. You if you watch, you be sluggish and all that. So yeah, we try to just keep the energy as the main as the main focus. I, I would imagine too, because I mean that's what that's what fans are coming for is for, is for that energy. You know, what's, what's the vibe like overseas, especially like when you guys do um, your spots, especially with the fans and, and the kind of support you get over there. Do you find like everybody is there because they love doppelgangers? Do you find like you get some curious fans that are like, oh, this seemed like a cool spot to go tonight. Like what's the mix of, of like, what's that crowd mix kind of like? That's definitely, um, definitely a lot of uh, diehards, you know, we get a lot of yeah, you got people talking about merch. You got a lot of people wearing like some of the first merch drops. Mm. Yeah, we 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 have people, you know, give us, you know, just uh, have having some vinyl that has to come out in you know five yeah. years and all that. CDs that have to come out in five years. So it's just yeah, so there's a lot of diehards in there. And, uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. A lot of people knowing every word and requesting songs and, you know, and, and they, you know, it's just all love, man. Like there's been times when, when we, we simply can't leave the stage. It's just like, we, we didn't, you know, it's, it's hard to leave the stage sometimes. It's like, it's, like, it's, it's a lot of requests and, uh, yeah, it, the vibe in there is just, um, it's just very open, friendly. And uh, yeah, people feel comfortable at, at the show, man. So we just we just have like a we just have like a dop gang party in there, pretty much. You know, with all with, with all the Shark Nation. No doubt. I mean, I think it's awesome to watch through like Instagram and see how just that dot message is spreading and growing as as the followers go up and and the likes go up. I mean, that's one way to measure it. But what do you attribute like your cult status to in terms of like? You know, fans who know you, it seems, really, really love the music, and it's like, the people who discover you, it seems like it takes a little bit of time, and then they're like, completely on board, just from what I've seen, you know, with comments online. I mean, why do you think that you guys are able to get that kind of buy-in from fans? I think it takes us a while to brain, and it really is a cult, so it takes us a while to kind of fully brainwash everybody because we have to run them through our camp and shit. <laughs> uh, so that's that's why there's that, that that delay, like you said, it takes like a, a little bit. No, I think I think really with us, man, it's just like we always talk about the doppel gospel, man. It's just it's really word of mouth. It's crazy, you know. We stopped doing like PR and stuff like that, so it's, it's really word of mouth. It's on some like each one teach one type shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just somebody. It's it's really relying on somebody being excited after hearing our shit and going like, "Yo, you gotta hear this," and that's kind of what's done. And and I can't lie, the touring helps too because every time we tour, like we figured, you know, we'd always see like the same faces, and it's like it's new faces every year. So it's it's nice to see, man. I guess us being active has kind of led to more people checking for us, which is nice. 
no doubt. I mean, I, I think that's that's been great to see. Um, so when you guys go overseas, what's an average night like when you're after the show goes? That you know what goes down after the show. Oh, <laughs> usually what happens is talk off the record. Yeah. <laughs> on the record, on the record, what usually happens, um, you know, we, you know, we 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 tear it down. You know what I mean? We have a we we show love. We we receive. It is a love fest. We're interacting with Sean Mason, hanging out to the wee hours of the morning, drinking drinking local beer. You know what I mean? Maybe even. Maybe even, you know, sometimes people like to take us around, or, you know, stuff that's around the venue, hit up some late spots, late night spots. You know, we, we uh, continue to drink and continue getting loose. And then, uh, you know, we head back. Well, usually I average, like I say, you know, three European women on average each. And then, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes eight each. Sometimes, right. it's, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's on a slow night is two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, we proceed to, um, you know, uh, we, we we report back to our, our quarters, and then we just reconvene in the in the in the, in the early morning. Well, it's already the early morning. We we reconvene and you know in the by probably a, a couple hours after this goes down to go to the next spot, and we just rinse and repeat. And um, yeah, that's what it is in a nutshell. Man, that's that dop life, man. <laughs> <laughs> And, and all 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 consent forms are signed by willing you know by willing participants and you know so yeah because we we know each thing would, would go down yeah we have the app we have we have the you know we have the app the consent app so we yeah. just, we just touch we touch phones before we before we touch uh, bodies right and you know we keep everything safe everything is um, comfort judgment right. judgment free zone so yeah people feel comfortable around us right. Right? so right. we don't know, we don't we, none of, we don't worry about none of that you know none of that um you know, fuckery, you know, we keep everything, we keep everything, uh, you know, um, safe and sound, right. clean cut, and uh, yeah, all parties consenting. Right. Yeah, I, I would expect nothing less uh, living that black <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, got you, got you. Is there really an app for that? There is. There is. I can't think of the name off the top, but there is an app. I don't know if it caught on as, as yeah. much as people thought initially, but uh, it, I think that people did develop an app where you could sign, <laughs> like through Bluetooth, you could sign a consent form through Bluetooth. And, and this specific too, right? you could yeah. you could pick the acts you're gonna do. Yeah, you could do it. Can, it it go down. To, yeah, it's it, it, right. It come, it yeah. I never agreed to you know like. So that's why you can check all, all boxes. <laughs> the game is yeah, definitely shows how long I've been out of the game, man. That there's apps now. Everything needs to be accounted for. Yeah, you can't leave any uh, any gray area. So, but hey, you know it's good. All you know, it's covered. It's documented. All parties are happy. It's good, man. So you know, if you got, if that's not your intent to do any foul shit to somebody, then you got nothing to worry about. So yeah, yeah. yeah it was like keep a nice, positive, fun-loving, welcoming environment and uh, a comfortable environment, and uh, yeah, it's all to the good, you know. No doubt. <laughs> And I know you guys got to be happy right now with the Brooklyn Nets and, and, you know, maybe not tonight since they're going to lose to the Celtics. But overall, yeah. I mean, I think they're yeah. way, way ahead of schedule of what anyone could have predicted this year. I mean, we, 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 I mean, we've sat, you know, we saw baby signs of it last year. 
I think we were paying attention. We said, okay, there's like a little foundation here. This year started, it started off kind of positive, and then it went and it got kind of scary for a little bit. And then Karis went out and it got really scary. And then what I started to notice was in the beginning of the year, Nets would be up first half and then they'd lose every game. And then what's starting to happen now is that they, they're down usually in the first half and then they, they've been winning their game. So like what, they won their last six or something like that. Um, and they, they still have yet to have a full healthy team, man. So it's definitely, it's been super impressive to watch, man. Like we're like super proud of them. Man. Yeah, six, the season ended right now, six seasons. Yeah. The it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely made them the the team of New York. Whether they're gonna unseat the Knicks overall, but I enjoy seeing you guys talking your shit about the Knicks on Twitter at least. Oh, I mean, you know, who? I mean, the Knicks. Who? What, what is the Knicks? I don't even know what. A, I don't even know Knicks existed anymore. I thought that was like a an old um in the mark. Yeah, what what, what are they? I thought it was like an expansion team that like died <laughs> off. Shit. I yeah. think the 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 Nets. The Nets. We don't, and we have to. We have to talk about the Nets' future. That's the, that's yeah, the, you know they got the, they got max uh, contract. Yeah, they got money. They got uh, draft first round draft pick uh, in the upcoming uh, draft. So I think they said it's gonna at this pace it will land them around like 15, 16 pick or something like that. Right. So they, you know if they tank more, maybe they don't go up or something. But right. I mean they they got first round pick coming up. So um, yeah, I think that given like I think they have multiple picks coming up actually. So two three years from now. I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. The Knicks, I, I don't know if they, I don't know what their plan is, but mm-hmm. um, you know the the Nets seem to be run in in a an organized way right, right now. They got a good cult. They got a good basketball culture. You know. Yeah, I keep hearing from the Knicks fans. We're gonna get Zion and and Porzingis is gonna be healthy and and just wait, just wait. It's like. That's that, that seems to be all they're really clinging to is that Porzingis is going to actually recover at some point and that they're going to get the number one pick. Yeah, we, we, we were just at the game uh, from when, the other uh, night. The other yeah. night. Was, uh, was it Friday? Knicks. Yeah, Friday. And, uh, Knicks Nets. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of Knicks fans and they going, Tank for Zion. Yeah, you know, it's nice to see the Nets are finally recovering from that terrible deal when they got um, Garnett and Pierce and made that that huge deal with the Celtics. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, man, I can't, to be honest with you, I really can't even fault Prokhorov. I think the Nets have been, you know, aside from the 2002-2003 year, you know, years of going to the finals, aside from that, it's, it's really been a shit show. I can't blame a guy for coming in getting, you know, they got the new location, and they and you know he had his stupid uh, goal of you know I need a ring within three years or something. It, it was it was reckless, and it fucked the team up for you know damn near you know when they, when they moved <laughs> in 2012. I mean you know it's gonna be close to ten years, not fully, but like it fucked us up for a long time, man. It's um, but I I can't totally fault him for trying to come in and make a big impact and trying to get results. The team on paper looked good. I think it was exciting. It generated a lot of um, it generated a lot of interest. So I can't fault him for that, but uh, it it definitely had some long-lasting consequences. But like me and Matt talk about all the time, it really is nice to see the Nets going for more of almost like that Golden State mentality, where it's like you know you're grooming talent. You take like a majority, like Din the Dinwiddies of the world, and um, uh, 
forgot who else. Like, you know, a couple of players on the team were like damn near G Leaguers. It's crazy. Yeah, Joe Harris. Great he... players, Joe Harris. Uh they got this new guy, Mitch Creek, Pinson. They're all like two way, you know, G League players and they they all got heart. They all play well. There's a good synergy with the team. Guys go out, guys are getting injured left and right. Other guys are stepping up. I mean, it's pretty impressive to watch, man. But a lot of people are attributing it even to uh, the office and just saying that it's a pleasure to work with the Nets. Like, people saying that the front office is just super accommodating. The coach, the coach is popping. Or Kenny Atkinson is popping. Like, you know, just it, it seems like they have a, it's a true team to me. You know what I mean? Nobody's necessarily standing out, per se. Different guys are stepping up on different nights. The beginning of the season, start, I thought it was going to – I mean, I, I didn't even expect Karis LeVert last year to step into the new season and be that guy. And then when he went out, I was kind of just figuring, all right, it'd be D'Lo. And then you see uh, Dinwiddie just step up out of nowhere. It's, yeah, it's exciting times, man. I got to give it to him, man. I'm really proud of him. Yeah, no, they've been fun to watch the games I caught on League Pass. So that, that's definitely been cool to see them, you know, starting to 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 do better after the kind of a couple of low points in their uh, the franchise history. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's being a fan of them has, has been, you know, I, I'm so accustomed to getting ridiculed and, you know, asked why. And, you know, it's just nice to have a year where, you know, I'm not expecting anything crazy, but it's just nice to see your team, like, play well and just have a good have good camaraderie, you know, if anything, at the least. Just that the team vibes all together and guys step up, man. It's nice to see, man, because it's just it's not been the case. Yeah. And so, recently, Beats for Brothels, Volume 4, dropped another really strong instrumental project. You know, how has that been doing for you so far? Has that been doing what you guys both wanted it to do? It's, 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 it's actually surpassed. Because, yeah. um, you know, with streaming, man, like, we, you know, we, we always say that we love with, we love for us, you know, it's a beautiful streaming and just, you know, having just direct access to your supporters by dropping stuff, man, it's just a beautiful thing because people can just absorb stuff instantly. And there's a, there's a big, a lot of people are bumping, like, instrumentals and beats right now. You know, a lot of people like to put beats on when they're doing homework, when they're working out, when they're kicking it. You know, there's, like, a huge, there's, like, a huge demand for instrumentals right now. So, you know, I think it's just, it, it, we, we loved it and we we're excited to put it out. But uh, yeah, it, it's been the the response has been crazy, man. Like you know, a lot of a lot of people have been messing with it, streaming it, and hitting us up, talking about it, and uh, yeah, it just bugged out, man. Like you know, it, sometimes you don't you don't remember like how many people like to just listen to beats. Like sometimes you think it's all about songs and beats are like secondary, but trying to find out, man, it's just all just it's all one and the same. You know, just music they like for you. People were bumping it, and it's dope, man. No, I like it, man, because I mean, I know I can play it in the car, and, and the kids will listen to it, and it's good. Like, if they're if they're if they're up late and they're trying to get to sleep, I actually put that on, and um, you know, they they'll listen to that going to bed. Um, so I mean, I think it's got a lot of different uses. What I found is, is instrumentals, and even if you're just like you want something on in the house, but you don't want it, like you 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 can't pay attention to you know deeply it's like yeah. it's cool to have that vibe music you know oh yeah i've I, I realized too myself i can't um i can't even write an email having a, a regular song playing in the background like i'll i'll literally type the word of like the, the last word that was like rap 
I'll be I'll be writing my email and all of a sudden I'll I'll put in like you know getting money or so like you know all, 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 all of a sudden he puts in a, all of a sudden he types the M bomb. Oh. <laughs> you know, he, he, he he's writing a text all of a sudden he types the M bomb. Right. You know, all hell breaks loose. You know. Yeah, it really but it really does it like it's dude, over. I, I can't uh, I can't concentrate, man. So for me, I, I can see it myself. And uh, we our our um our accountant when we go to see him, he likes to keep it uh playing in the background too and he says you know it's like yeah you don't have to focus on lyrics you can kind of there's a vibe set and you can enjoy music kind of secondhand you it doesn't have to be the priority of like where your brain is focusing so yeah you can start you really start to see the need and like matt was saying there's a bunch of playlists these days like strictly designed for like study which is crazy it's pretty interesting yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that because Spotify has their own instrumental channels just through like the hip hop um, genre, but also like right. YouTube. Like I found on YouTube, I was looking for an instrumental and they have like like under related videos. It's like a 24 hour stream of just like instrumentals and like you could just play that in the background and it plays the whole time. But like so much instrumentals, like have you guys benefited from those kinds of playlists? Is that kind of gotten people to be like who are these guys yeah yeah definitely yeah we get you know we get we we have been on a lot of playlists and on spotify and uh you know Spotify playlists that are like run by spotify playlists that are run by like you know, i guess you could say a private playlist that just happens to have like a shit ton of people who listen to it so yeah it's always beneficial because you're getting exposure and streams from from mad people that follow that playlist. So yeah, the more playlists the merrier, man. It's a great way to it's a great way to be heard by people that, that wouldn't normally hear you. So yeah, it's, it's definitely uh you know, anybody anybody, you know, reading this right now, add it add it to add it to your uh add it to your I don't care how you know, any size playlist. Yeah. We all discriminate on small small playlists. You know, they they do the same thing just on a smaller scale. So right. any any new person bumping the dot, you know, you're all you're all welcome in the Star Nation. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, when you when you look at just Spotify, I mean, your numbers last year looked amazing to me. You know, um, two hundred eighty thousand fans, sixty five countries, two million streams. What did that mean to you guys? Was that was that good for you guys? Did you guys feel like that's like things are working? Like, how did you guys interpret those numbers? Because to me, I mean, it seemed amazing, but I don't know what your guys' standards are and what you guys were looking for. Yeah, we think we think that we, we were we were definitely uh, excited to see those numbers because uh, you know you see you know it, it just like like we always emphasize it's just us two doing everything you know what I mean just putting everything out making everything so we, we don't have a team of people behind us and uh, you know PR or staff that we don't have money we don't have like a we don't have like money behind us or anything so you know we we uh it was good to see because you know you you see other you see you see people in the industry that have similar numbers, you know what I mean? So it just, it just lets you know that you're on the right path. And it lets you also know that you can have, if you have 2 million one year, you can have four, six, eight, nine, ten 10, the next. And so it just, yeah, it just, we get hype about stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it, it was not, we were excited, man. It's, it's you know, we, we love looking at the numbers because it's, it really gives you just, that's the beautiful thing. That's the other beautiful thing about, you know, streaming and, and stuff like that. Like it's, it's you know, real time. You can see what's going on. So, and now we, we were hyped, man. We're, we're even more hyped for, for next year. About to be ten, about to be ten mils next year. <laughs> Dude, I I sincerely hope so, man. And, and I love seeing that. Um, 
I'll, I'll try to get you at least a million. I'll, I'll leave it playing like when I go to sleep and just like so it keeps playing all night. Like I'll I'll do whatever I can to help you guys get get those ah, numbers perfect, up. Perfect. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when you guys put together a Beats for Brothels project, you know, are those beats that you both decided just won't be on a like like a like a dop album? Um, like that you guys just didn't choose to, to spit to, or do you make those beats specifically for those projects? Uh, it's a, it's a mix. Cause, uh, some of them are actual songs that we've attempted to make. And like, you know, we, we love the beat and sometimes just the lyrics just, or something about the vibe. We can't get, you know, lyrically, we can't get it to the place that we want it to be. And we're like, well, there's no way we're not going to still showcase this beat. I mean, that was the initial intent behind the series was you know we weren't even sure if people knew that you know we were making our own beats our whole thing was you know with diy type guys and you know we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that you know we were not only mixing our records and recording and rapping but you know doing the artwork the videos but that we were doing the beats too so that's kind of how it started so you get a little bit of a mix of songs that we tried working on and we're loving and just something about it just we didn't feel it was release ready. So we just said, you know what? We're, we're definitely not going to scrap the whole thing. Like people have to hear the beat. We love the beat. And then you get the other ones that are kind of just designed for it. It's like, oh, I'm going to tailor make this one a, a zone. Um, you know, this new one kind of goes through different vibes on there. There's some West Coast vibes. There's some kind of mellow vibes, a little more like uh, aggressive sounding beat. So, you know, we were kind of figuring out a nice balance between that kind of give a bunch of different feels we always like to have our you know we like to we like to have the beats for brothels play like our regular albums just like a roller coaster so yeah some of it is music that we started and just you know didn't make the cut lyrically and then other parts are um like specifically designed for but at the end of the day all our beats start out off as kind of foundation so we end up going in and tailor making everything you know to be the final product we add new elements and you know we're sequencing and arranging different parts and adding things that weren't in there initially. So it's always, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be enjoyed like, in, like any album. And when you look at that, I mean, I think something people might say is like, why not try to get those beats to other artists or, or sell the beats, you know, to, to up and coming guys. Like what, like, cause you guys really don't, um, you keep everything really in house. It seems like I don't really see a whole lot of collabs taking place and I know I'm sure that's more of a conscious decision because I'm sure people would be out there, you know, wanting to work with you guys. Um, wh what's behind that decision and, and that and that um, philosophy? I think I think really at the heart of it, I think it's just we have a way of working on things, and it's a little bit of like a control issue too, um, because we want to control the outcomes, control the mix. Um, and the other thing is, I guess we don't, and it's not that we don't want to, but we're, I guess we're not good at reaching out. Maybe if we had some, you know, like a highly connected manager or something like that, that could kind of ease that process possibly. But I just think, uh, we're not the greatest at, you know, making those connections. So we kind of keep to ourselves. And I think it's the other thing is like, we wonder sometimes if people even if, know if we do make beats. So that's kind of like, you know, like you're saying, that's kind of the purpose of the series is to showcase that not only do we rap, but we have, you know, we're producers as well. So I guess we're using that as a means to highlight it. And then hopefully maybe um, that'll get us in talks with maybe collaborating with other artists. But 
the other thing too that we're trying to do is just collaborate with like Hollywood. Really, we're trying to get sync licensing and scoring opportunities. So we're almost looking to that direction as far as collaboration. But oh, again, if, if, what was that? Oh, go ahead, man. I was just say like, though, how hard is it to get those, those that those licensing deals and and get you know well, music out in that arena? Yeah, being guys like us like we said, that don't have crazy connections. It's more just kind of luck of the draw. We'll get hit up. But we do feel that it's attributed to us putting out instrumental projects. You know what I mean? Like, we feel like that's where people are recognizing us from. The scene that we produce, the scene that we have, you know, a vast discography of different sounds, different feels. And we, I mean, we're guessing that's the reason why they're hitting us up. So it's kind of been that game where we've gotten random, um, inquiries but now that you've gotten the inquiries now you can kind of build relationships and so that's what we're definitely aiming to do from here on out is to build a lot more relationships with you know getting in commercials video games movies whatever the case may be and as you stay consistent too i would assume that fans as they discover you as you get new fans that they're going back and saying like okay if this is beats for brothels volume four let me go see three two and one or let me like check out what you know the discography looks like and, and going back, I mean, do you, do you see a lot of fans going back and playing catch-up? Yeah, 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 definitely, man. That's that's something that, you know, we 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 love doing that to people we just come across. Like, you know, uh, as much as we love Tupac, we, we come across new Tupac songs all the time that we never heard. Right. Demos and all kinds of stuff that you just see randomly that Eve might just send me a pop song I never heard. You know, he sent me one. I feel like he hears he, he me up all the time. So, you know, have you ever heard this, that, that? So it's just, you know, once you discover somebody, I think it's, you know, we, we, we always we always start having a, a vast discography is important because, you know, we got so much to say and so many, so many things that to make even in the future that, you know, we would never want to, limit ourselves to putting out like a small amount of music you know what i mean like we we, we got the urge the desire to push it out so we're trying to channel that and just start creating so you know we're proud to have a a brolic discography and we're trying to make this joint even more brolic <laughs> hell yeah well you know what do you attribute your consistency to and the fact that you're able to put out projects every year and maintain that quality of sound i mean i think the the I could say for us, we, we've been making music since we were like 10, 11 years old. Like just things that came to mind, things that were happening around the neighborhood, different people, you know what I mean? Songs about all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, we, we, we've been, we've been, that's pretty much been like the, um, the, the only thing that we're consistently interested in doing in life. You know what I mean? That's, that's just how it's been since we were, like, little kids. So it just hasn't stopped. You know what I mean? Like, we always had the urge, the itch, just to work on something. Every time we wake this phone that we like, it was just getting chills. You know, I, I I shed a tear. The other day we worked on this song. I can't wait, I can't wait to put it out. We worked, on, we worked on this song the other day. And um, we worked on this song the other day, and uh, I, I cried, huh? I shed a tear. You know what I mean? It was, it was, that's how it, 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 it was beautiful. It was, the beat just hit me. It was just beautiful. I was writing it. Everything just hit me. So as long as you keep getting that feeling, you know what I mean? It, it's not, it, it ain't, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like fun. You know what I mean? That's, that's, the, that's the beauty. It just, it just, it just, it just, it just, it just fun for us to, to, to do, really. So what's your uh, production process like these days? Like, has it changed at all? Like, how does a dot beat come together? 
look, I think it, it, I think it's multiple ways. Like it could be, it could be, um, you know, I mean, it's funny because you know, he 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 has he messes he's always messing with sounds that you know on his own and then you know looking at looking searching through records and and then messing with drums and so there's so much so many things like a spark a beat that you know it, it's just crazy there's so many different ways that it can come about but i think it usually just comes from just something sounding cool and then just building on that and it's never it's never going to be just one thing like it's going to be a, a combination of there's going to be some original pieces to complement this and you know another thing here to lay to that and you know it's just about just Starting with it, starting with it, like an initial spark, and then just, and then just adding what you what you what you feel to it, and then and then before you know it, you gotta you gotta masterpiece. <laughs> no doubt. And and do you guys collab on the beats at all? Because like you know, like Matt, how do you offer like input or like you know what you like and and make sure that what you guys are doing, you're on the same page. Uh, we, I, I, as a whole, we just we, we just like to just bounce ideas off each other so it's like you know if, if there's something that i hear and i might ask about or might say yo you, you know w w how would it sound if this did that so we, we just make it a, we just make it a, a just pretty much um we just make sure that we're that any idea that comes to mind from either of us that we try it out you know how would this sound if it was reverse how would that sound if it was like that how would this sound if it was like that and we just try. We just do a lot of. We do a lot of experimenting to get to the point where it's um where both of us are like, yo, that's it right there. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of messing around with the with things as they're being made, and then uh, we kind of like arrive at like a place that we just look, look at each other and say, this is it. <laughs> that's awesome. What about you know, um, the Josh album? Because I know that's something, man, that we need, and I know it's been. Uh, Talked about, probably joked about, but like, when are we getting the Tropicana Josh project? I mean, it's it's very necessary, uh, but yeah, it's just a matter of because the thing about Josh is he's super musical too, so it's not something that we want to kind of like be like, here's the sound, and you just you know you just say whatever you want over it. The thing is, he's got a shit ton of ideas. Like, he's always coming at us with like a chord progression or some sort of like riff or some shit he's working on. He's like a he's a musical mind himself. So, I mean, if it's going to be done, it really has to be in, you know, in, in the Josh vein, you know what I mean? It has, it has to be his sound. So it's just, uh, yeah, it would just be all of us coming together and just collaborating it, collaborating on it the same way that, you know, we go about a dot project and, uh, which is, you know, it's a time, that's a time consuming thing. That's a very scrutinizing process as well. So, you know, the thing is we would, we, we could never just, Wrap something together with him. She's like, "Here, guys, here's you know the jail project. We're gonna do it. Do it all. We got we got to go all out. So right. you know, if we, if we got the time to be able to do that, we'll definitely do it. But uh, I would love for it to be heavily influenced by not only his like ideas lyrically, but like you know all the chords and sounds that he has in this. He has like, I mean, the dude can get down on the guitar. He plays the the keys. Like he's nice. And we're so. gonna talk about skits. This guy, right. Yeah. This guy, this guy has like a hundred characters you know what i mean that he could that he could uh that he could just summon at any, right. at any time yeah i always so, love the flavor great. he brings to the dop albums like he always um 
he always brings some freshness to it that I always like. So I, I've, I always appreciate what Josh is, what what Josh does with you guys. I mean, he yeah. just brings yeah, he brings a freshness to our life, man. Like yeah. he's just like there's nobody like him. I really yeah. I can't tell you how many bars came from a conversation with Big Josh. Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys about that because your lyrics, you guys are saying so much, you, and you go you go into some very specific details. You're using um, rhyming words that people wouldn't really think would rhyme together. Like, do you guys purposely make that music so that like fans have to go back and play it more than once to really catch everything? Because I find like even listening to something like Dop Pop that I've listened to a ton, like going back and hearing something like oh, I didn't catch that before, like I caught it now, like, but I feel like with how dense your lyrics are, like, that's almost inevitable. Now, I definitely, I could tell you, I don't, we, we don't, we don't set out to say like, oh, we're going to make something that's like, you know, that's hard to get. But I do think that we pride ourselves in having, you know, we, we pride ourselves in, 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 in acquiring knowledge, seeking knowledge. You know, we're always, we're always just looking for interesting stuff and, you know, me and E, we just, and, and Josh, we just talk to random people on the street all the time. Just like, yeah, what, how you doing? Just talking, <laughs> you know, I love talking to old people. You know what I mean? Like, love talking to, you know, just, 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 I'm always eager to hear like you know, a saying or the way somebody says something that's different than me. Always, you know, like, we, we just, we just, we just enjoy um, picking up on, on, just new words to use, new slang to use, new adages, phrases, cliches, and it's just it, it, yeah, we, we just got a bank that we're just building on, and and then that's how we that's how we are. Period. So it's just natural that it's it's the 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 the, the, the writing is like that because it's kind of just a reflection of how we go about day to day life. You know what I mean? Like we, we we find ourselves saying a lot of stuff. Where we could speak, we could we could speak to each other in front of a room in a room full of people, and people wouldn't know what the hell we're saying. Like we we could kind of have our own language. Right. We just, so we kind of just that is kind of manifested in in the music, you know, because I think it's just because uh, that's how we are, just day to day life. Has it always been like that, like going going way back, or is that something that's been like more recent, having that own language and being able to like communicate and you know without having to like. Everybody else knows exactly what you're saying. Now, I think Always. it's been like that since day one. Cause we we used to enjoy, you know, we used to like having, you know, we used to like creating slang and and kind of like combining slang and just, you know, we, we were always doing stuff like that. So it, it just, you know, I think um, I think uh, like the music is really uh, for us. The music is really just an extension of who we are. So I think people will be. A lot of people who meet us, they always tell us like, "Damn, like you guys are just, you guys are exactly, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys are like the dop." You know what I'm saying? Like you guys are dop gang. Like, you know, they see it when people talk to us and they and they kick it with us. You know, they get the same feeling they get when they listen to the music, and I think that's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think I think that authenticity is something that comes through and is is definitely appreciated. I would say. Yeah, I mean, the, like like we were saying too, you know, no, we don't set out to. Our, our goal is not to set out to make people uh, go research something or go back and listen. Like that's not when we're writing. That's not the idea. But I do feel that the way in which we write 
certain words we use, topics we talk about, does create like a certain culture in a sense of, you know, if somebody gets it, if somebody happens to get it or if somebody happens to want to look it up and learn more about it or has heard somebody else mention it and didn't realize what it was, but because we said it again now, they've investigated it and they it creates like a connection. And often we'll get people hitting us up with something that we said that was, you know, crazy. We didn't expect anybody to get. And they hit us up almost as if like, you know, we, we mentioned that we, you know, there's a, a long lost like aunt that we're related to, you know, with them that we share somebody like it's, it's all, it feels like a, a family connection. It's, it's like finding out that, you know, yeah, that you have this deeper connection with somebody. Like, oh shit. You know that like, and it's, it's really, I don't know. I, I think that's really strengthened like shark nation, man, because it's, it's not that that has to happen, but the vibe that I sense from people when they feel like, you know, they've connected on a lyric or a subject matter. It's like, there's a different that the conversation feels different. It, it feels like you're you're really in tune with them. It's it's pretty crazy, man. So I really feel like that's been a strong suit for us because I don't know I I can't describe it. But when you when you have something that's so specific or rare topics or weird topics, and somebody says I've heard like when somebody mentioned that that they were familiar with AutoCAD wireframe because Matt mentioned it in the song because, I don't know, he's like an engineer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, the dude was like, how do you know about that? You know what I mean? And I feel like that, I feel like that gives us a sense of, like, you know, they give us a sense of props, you know, in the sense of like, wow, these guys, you know, they're supposed to be rappers. They're talking about some weird ass shit that only I know about because it's, it's a, you know, I need to know this for my job or, you know, whatever the case may be that makes it super specific, we get kind of like props in their eyes for that. And then in our eyes, we look at them like, wow, like you're familiar with this shit? Like we just found out about it or we got put onto it or we thought this was interesting and maybe you have a wealth of knowledge in it that you're saying to us. And I just really feel like it forms like a, a really deep connection. It's amazing, man. No, I, th I think that's incredible. And I think it's it's cool that you you guys genuinely care about connecting with your fans. And so when you look at like, the references you guys make and what you drop. I mean, do you ever find yourselves like trying to up your game and find something even more obscure? And like, is that ever a conscious effort to like outdo yourselves? Uh, I want I want to say that's the case because you know, like we we're, we're big on things. We're big, especially when it comes to making music. You know, like you know, in life, period. But especially making music, we're definitely big on things being natural because. You know, music for us, when you when you're thinking too much, that's when things start getting, that's when things start getting robotic and rigid and stuff like that. So you know, we don't like to have you know too much of an idea, you know, when before going into creating. You know what I mean? So we, we I wouldn't say that we would seek out like, oh, we gotta like find something cool to talk about something like that. But I, I think our our approach is to just live life. You know, we we we're always you know, trying to just do stuff that entertains us and, you know, just, it sounds cheesy, but just, you know, shoot the shit, laugh, talk shit with your people and all that. And then, um, and then we just find that, that it's like, we always have a new wave of things that we are joking about or talking about. And then we just like, yo, the world needs to hear this. You know what I mean? We can't just keep this between us. <laughs> so it's just, it's just about, like, I feel like if we became hermits and we just, you know, if we didn't talk amongst each other and we were just on some hermit craft shit, then I don't think that we would get 
those ideas as often as we do. So I think the main thing for us is to stay active and, and you know, kind of like living in a way that, that uh, exposes you to different things and, and, and it'll just make its way into the music. No doubt. That, that's a great perspective. And, you know, you look at that and you look at Black Cloak Lifestyle coming out in 2020. What do you guys really have to do to make this, you know, just raise that bar and, and, and have this be, um, you know, the project that you guys want it to be? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we're going to just, I think the main thing for us is to, um, is to uh, stay active and like, you know, we're, we're super excited, you know, about uh, the music we're going to be putting out this year. You know what I mean? So, you know, the main thing for us is to have something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it just, it, 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 it's fun to, to think about like the next, thing you're gonna work on you know what i mean and it kind of gets it, it, it gives you like a we, we like having like a little bit of like a, a roadmap because it's you know when, when, when we make a song we're, we're thinking about like what's the next song we're gonna make and that feeling is exciting because it's you know it, it's a whack feeling to, to 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 think that this is gonna be the last thing i'm gonna make for a while like i'm gonna just make one album and then oh i'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch music for another like eight months like we ain't trying like that doesn't that doesn't do anything for us, you know what I mean? Like we, we don't feel we don't feel exhausted in a bad and like like um like working on music is such is such a hassle and now I don't want I don't want to see a, I don't want to see Pro Tools for eight months. <laughs> like we, we don't we don't feel that way. It's like the opposite. It's like this song's cool, but yo that song's gonna be fine. So for us, it, it's just about anticipation. You know, we're just excited. We're, we're excited to work on you know the project that we have coming this year, and then you know the energy behind Black Hole Lifestyle, you know, we've been thinking about this. We we were, we already have ideas for Black Hole Lifestyle that we've been sitting on for a little bit and um things that we want to do on that on that album. And uh, you know, we, we wanna make it um, you know, something that really talks about, you know, the, the 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 lifestyle and how we got to this to this point and where it started and so we we we, we have ideas uh for it. So we're just looking forward to um we're just looking forward to implementing uh, implementing them. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool for us to have a roadmap, you know, stuff to look forward to. No doubt. And I guess you know, you guys have a lot on your plate right now until you you know have to get ready for the time you know when Tory Lanez disses you. So you know, you, you got some time for that. Hopefully. <laughs> yo, yo, Tory, we got balls. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give them man for just creating a cool uh, competitive atmosphere though i think that's great man i, I think uh you know it's just like somebody that's taking it super seriously just saying like hey i want to compete with people i want to talk shit i want to go back and forth with people i think i think that's great man and definitely yeah we're working our way up so that we can yeah we can be in the in the ring with them contending oh yeah <laughs> no i think i think there's a lot of a lot of friendships and a lot of um playing nice sometimes when like I feel like that competitive nature, like you said, kind of disappears. And so kind of like the way Kendrick brought it back on control with that, the big Sean song, you know, like um, sometimes I think everybody gets really comfortable. Yeah. I mean, and I think the biggest thing about competition, I think is just that it brings out uh, inspiration. It makes you want to work on stuff, you know, because like we were saying, you know, like Matt was saying before, we only make music when we feel inspired. 
you know, we, we're lucky lately to really been on a roll where we just continually feel inspired creatively, but it doesn't happen often. And sometimes you need a spark. And, you know, especially if you're in the music business and there's pressure to put out music, I think there's instances where, you know, you can just start making music for music's sake. And that's not that fun, you know? And I think bringing out the competitive element, I think can really, it gets the brain, I feel like it, I feel like it, it uh, triggers different parts of the brain that aren't always kind of uh, stimulated when you're just saying, oh, I have to make a song. So I, I think I think it does something to people when they kind of get put in that, that mode. So I think it's necessary for sure. No doubt, man. Well, definitely want to wish you guys a great tour, man. Safe travels. And I know you guys are going to kill it overseas, man. We're going to try, brother. <laughs> now, we appreciate you always. And just, you know, just keep keep my cloak, man. Like, make sure you, you hold me a cloak when it comes, man. I'll hit, oh, hit you with that sure. PayPal, man, you know. Yeah, we might, we might, yours might have to come with, like, a personalized, like, monogram or something on it, you know. I'll wear it everywhere, man. Like, people at Wegmans will not know what hit them. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they will not know. But I'm telling you, man, the more it gets reinforced, it's like the same thing with the music. The more you put it out there, it's like, the more normalized it gets. And then pretty soon everybody will be wearing it. Yeah, no, because, like, honestly, like, going from, you know, the Fab Nickel days to the early Doppgang uh, days, it's like, oh, now these guys got cloaks. Like, it was kind of strange to me at first, and I knew you guys. Like, now I just think, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you said, it's 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 just how it is. Like, it's not anything weird to me at this point. Yeah, it's funny, man. Like, I, um, you know, being the guys that do it, I guess it's definitely not weird to us. Like, you just throw it on and it's whatever, but. The funniest thing to me is like, you know, for all the new people that we get coming in and checking this out, it's like, I never see a comment like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you wearing it? It's just like accepted off rip. It's, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> it's just like instant acceptance. Nobody questions it. And uh, to be honest, man, I think it was the greatest decision ever, man. It really allowed us to be, um, I mean, it, it's funny to me too, always thinking that uh, we'd be perceived as the weird guys or the gimmicky guys. And it's like our whole MO has been based off our authenticity and not being a gimmick. And we're like the least weird guys of all these people you can meet in the industry. It's like there's weirdos running rampant. And I actually think we're the more, you know, more level-headed people that are out there. And uh, I think that comes across. And, and it's almost as if the cloak is used almost as a means to balance that a little bit. So it's, it's kind of nice, man. I think the cloak has definitely blessed us in that sense. Not making us look weird, but actually – because we can come across as, you know, the, the good level-headed guys that we are, I think it gives us a little weird factor, which which seems ass backwards. You think you'd be looked at and perceived as only weird by wearing it, but I feel like it almost helps provide some balance because uh, there's some real weirdos out there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that throws some people at first, but yeah, a few minutes with you guys, I feel like that'd be to figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, I really, yeah, it's it's really weird, man. I really would have expected a lot more of like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are you guys wearing you know, a cloak? What what is this? And it's like never, ne and nobody questions it. It's crazy. It just blows my mind because I would think some up, you know, there'd be something up with some guys wearing cloaks, but uh, yeah, nobody questions it. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> 